The information has been released on an accident at 3rd and Lynn Streets in Atlantic. Good afternoon. I'm Bennett Blake with KSOM KS95 News. 11.53 a.m. was the time of the call. Atlantic Police and Cass County Sheriff's deputies responded. Here's Tim Olson with the Cass County Sheriff's Office. A southbound 2020 Jeep Renegade ran the stop sign at 3rd and Lynn Streets and struck an eastbound 2012 Jeep Wrangler. The driver of the Jeep Renegade was evaluated on scene by medics and released. The driver of the Jeep Renegade was also cited for failure to obey a stop sign and yield the right of way. Names of the drivers involved in that accident have not been released. Two people suffered serious injuries when a dirt bike collided with an ATV in Guthrie County. The sheriff's office says the accident happened at about 8.20 p.m. on Monday at 11.04 Grand Avenue. Authorities say 19-year-old Sheldon Joseph Astley and 25-year-old Christina Deanna Elvin, both from Coon Rapids, suffered injuries in the crash. According to the sheriff's office, Astley was operating a 2007 Honda CRF 450 dirt bike and traveling at high speed attempting to jump a farm terrace and struck a 2011 Kawasaki ATV driven by Elvin. The impact ejected Astley and Elvin, and it's believed they collided while airborne. Officers found Astley beneath the dirt bike and Elvin on the ground near the ATV. Both were transported by lifelight to Methodist Hospital in Des Moines. A man who was found with drugs and a gun during a traffic stop in Pottawatomie County will spend seven years in prison. 50-year-old Gino Lee Campos was sentenced on a charge of possession with intent to distribute methamphetamine. Campos was the passenger in a car that was stopped by the Iowa State Patrol for speeding on Interstate 80 in Council Bluffs in July of 2021. Officers found around 17 grams of meth and drug paraphernalia in his backpack. They also found a loaded handgun under Campos' seat. He was prohibited from possessing guns because of his Previous convictions. The proposed Summit Carbon Solutions Pipeline Project drew comments from Montgomery and Mills County residents at Tuesday's Montgomery County Supervisors Meeting. The multi-billion dollar project would move carbon dioxide across five Midwest states, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Tom Robinson on the story. An Emerson resident addressed the Montgomery County Board of Supervisors with opposition to Summit Solutions and the use of eminent domain on private landowners. Uh, remind yourself, as elected officials of the county, despite the fairy tales that Summit will spin for you, that your responsibility is for the safety of the life, livestock, and land in your county. I urge you to plan for the worst scenario, what will happen if, and it will happen, somewhat how much will it cost to repair the damage and who will pay for it the taxpayer of your counties will pay for it and you'll have to levy that tax on property he says despite the property tax paid by summit it will not cover the cost the pipeline being installed within the county it's summit's right in a republic to solicit public funds as a uh, private industry to help solve the environmental problem of carbon dioxide taxpayer money spent on or any attempt to maintain or better our environment. However, it is your job in a republic to protect your county asset, invaluable 
Iowa farmland for the safety of the people who elected you and for their livestock. What happens to my livestock if there's a leak? My insurance company will not cover that loss. I hope you realize that I'm a fair person. I just want you to make sure that you're aware of all the problems that could be arise from this um, environmental attempt to go across our county. Thank you. Kaylee Lundgrell of Turnkey Logistics, representing Summit Carbon Solutions, appearing on Zoom at Tuesday's Montgomery County Supervisors Meeting, says the reason Summit Carbon Solutions is pursuing the project is... And really the goal here is to talk about why Summit Carbon Solutions is pursuing the project. I think that can be explained really in two ways. Number one, um, Summit Carbon Solutions was created by... um, a large farming company based in Iowa. You probably know Summit Ag. Um, and then second, secondly, the reason would be the strong ties between the ethanol industry and the ag industry. So even in um, Iowa, 57% of corn grown is sold to ethanol plants. So that's a pretty significant market. And with this project, once it's completed, the ethanol plants will be able to sell into growing markets that we do expect to continue to grow. So in return, the corn producer will be able to sell their corn for a premium. Landgrill says without this project, ethanol plants would likely struggle, causing a ripple effect across communities. Without this project, what we will likely see is the ethanol plants begin to struggle. And in turn, that kind of creates a ripple effect across the community. Um, and the corn producer would struggle. That's something that Summit Ag definitely does not want to see, uh, you know, as a, far- a-, a farming company in Iowa. So that's really why Summit Carbon Solutions was created, um, to keep the ethanol plants viable and to keep corn producers selling their corn for a premium. The captured carbon from around 12 ethanol plants will be transported to North Dakota and stored deep underground. In return, ethanol plants would get federal tax credits for trimming greenhouse gas emissions and pay Summit to transport the carbon. The pipeline would cover just shy of 700 miles in Iowa. I'm Tom Robinson reporting. Panora Fiber and the City of Panora are moving forward on a housing development project. Panora City Clerk Lisa Grossman says Panora Fiber and the City are working on a Clay Street expansion project opening 18 lots for housing development. Most of those are for 10 years, but we do have the ability with the approval of the school and the county to extend that for 15 years or an additional five years. But you do need them to sign off on that. Panora Fiber owns the land, and the city is currently working on a TIF development agreement. Grossman and a representative from Panora Fiber appeared at the Guthrie County Supervisors Meeting on Tuesday. That's huge for us. We don't, every time a house comes up for sale, it's gone within weeks. Um, We don't have any other open developments going at this time, so this will be really big for the city, and the lots are close to the school, and Um, The extension of Clay Street actually allows us another access point into and out of the school, which there's only one right now. So that's really big for us as well. Guthrie County Board of Supervisors will act on the resolution at their next meeting. EMA Director Tyler Tiggison updated the Audubon County Board of Supervisors on a new recommendation for the location of a Motorola emergency communication tower. Supervisors Chairman Doug Sorensen says the latest proposal is on some farmland south of Highway 44. Now could at least um, their, their studies give us um, very good coverage of both Xyra and Audubon schools, give us pretty good coverage for in Kimbleton, Brake, and even Gray. So now they're recommending that as being the, the primary location. 
The initial estimate of the project was $2.6 million. I guess we decided that the next thing to do is get a kind of a firm number on what that's going to cost and try and figure out how we're going to fund it. And um, then we can get something on paper and get the whole thing moving. Sorensen says he'll try to figure out how to spread out the funding over a few years so it isn't such a big bite at one time. AHSTW School District starts a year with an entire educational staff. Superintendent Darren Jones says the district has had a few departures and added some new teaching positions in some different areas. But the one position that we've been looking for um, very extensively is uh, someone to help us in the area of early childhood preschool. Um, we've been very fortunate that uh, we had a candidate um, who has interest in uh, helping us, and um, her name is Monica Fichter. The school board approved Fichter's contract at a special meeting on Monday night. We were a little bit nervous that we were going to have to reduce to two sections of preschool, um, which would be down from three, which we've had um, for a, a number of years. And I'm very, very thankful that we are were able to remain at three. So, no, we're we're really excited. Um, We are staffed educationally, and um, we're we're ready to go for the year. Jones says they are looking for a long-term substitute bus driver for a regular route and one additional car route driver. CAM Superintendent Paul Cron says the school board accepted Waylert Construction's bid to sell a school-owned property near the Anita campus. Cron says four separate entities submitted bids for the property located four blocks south of their main campus. The board accepted Whalert's offer of $26,500. We haven't used it for quite some time. Um, we've mowed it, and, and there was some interest, so then we put it out uh, and listed it with a realtor and and got these four purchase agreements to consider, and the board moved forward with one of them. Cron says the purchase agreement will go to the school's attorney, followed by public hearings in September and possibly again in October to hear public comments on the sale of this property. After that, the school board has the option to move forward with the sale. I'm Ben Blake for KSOM, KS95 News.